Mitch Prudhomme with the Iberia Performing Arts League. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you this morning? Good. Congratulations. Are they in order? New uh, president at IPAL? I suppose so. Yes, sir. Thank <laughs> you for that. Appreciate it. No no doubt about it. Uh, appreciate you coming by. New season beginning on Friday. Is that right? Right. So our, our summer youth musical is opening on Friday. That's High School Musical. Um, not technically part of a season okay. in, in the fact of season tickets are for our main stage show. So this is our summer youth production. But... Uh, just as great of a show. You, everybody should definitely come on out uh, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as well. Very good. Tell us a little bit about the play. Yeah, so High School Musical, um, if you don't know about it, talk to any teenager or 20-something. They probably know all about it. It's based on the, the Disney Channel original movie, a uh, classic debate of, you know, can you play basketball and do theater at the same time, essentially. And uh, the kids, it's about 40 kids, they are loving um, the process. They've been rehearsing since uh, the end of school, and they're ready to uh, show up for Ivory Parish. Very good. There's a bit of a storyline to this, right? Uh, to the to the yeah. show itself, yeah, yeah. So I mean, essentially, the, the main character Troy Bolton, he uh, he's a basketball player. His dad's the coach, and he um, kind of happens accidentally to do some singing with the theater teacher, and has to debate whether it's okay for an athlete to also divide his time and loyalties uh, between sports and and something he loves, which is the arts and theater and being on stage. And and as you know, uh, we'll talk a little bit about your background, but. The idea that uh, it really takes a lot of time and commitment to put on these productions, and obviously uh, sometimes uh, it's tough to split that time. Absolutely. It is an incredible um, time commitment. I know firsthand, uh, whether you're on the stage or you're directing or you're behind the scenes, my daughter, who's nine years old, uh, love her to death. She's kind of following in my footsteps. She loves theater as well. She's in High School Musical. And last night, she's getting home late after one of their last rehearsals, and she's like, man, Dad, I am tired. And we were talking about things we were going to be doing later in the week. And she's like, I don't know. I might be wanting to rest come that day mm-hmm. because, you know, it's a lot of hours they put in uh, just about every day of the week. And um, it's worth it, in my opinion. Um, it, it's a sacrifice. You miss out on some things. Um, you put in a lot of hours. But the end product is is always such um, – it's a feeling of pride whenever you put that on in front of, you know, friends and family and, and strangers from around Acadiana. Very good, very good. So ticket uh, availability there? Yes, sir. iPalTheater.com. They are $15. Um, you can get them at the door, assuming we don't sell out. I'm not going to promise that won't happen. As of right now, it's looking good for walk-ups, but I would get them sooner rather than later because these kids' shows, you know, everybody's aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, cousin wants to come see those kids. So um, may have a little bit of trouble getting them if you wait too much longer. Gotcha. Fair enough. And uh, let's talk a little bit about you. How did you ascend to the uh, presidency yeah. at IPAL? So, you know, I've, uh, I first auditioned for IPAL uh, back uh, in high school um, and just throughout the years, you know, auditioning for different shows. And I started directing. Um, I got onto the board. And, uh, yeah, Charlie Robertson, if you guys know him, he was our president. Been on the show me. many times. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, and his term was up. You know, we have term limits, just like in politics. Uh, he's no longer on the board. His time on the board is up for now. And uh, just needed somebody to step into the role. We have a lot of really qualified people. Um, for me, my job, I'm a talented theater teacher. So, I, you know, I, I, um, I go to a lot of different schools. I'm itinerant. Um, but because I'm here in New Iberia and I'm always kind of around town, it kind of just works. You know, if I need to pop into the theater and unlock for a repairman or something like that, it just kind of works with my schedule and it works with uh, – the fact that I don't live too far away. Some of our board members are from Vermilion Parish or Lafayette Parish, and it kind of just worked out. So uh, i not not saying other people didn't want it, but it, want to have the role, but it just kind of uh, it was convenient for me to step into that role, uh, like Charlie, who, who's local and kind of also travels around for work as well. Gotcha. 
Uh, tell, tell us about some of the productions you've been in and uh, directed. Uh, yeah, so just this past season, I directed two shows, uh, our Christmas musical, Wish She Loves Me, and uh, then I did a play, a comedy, One Man, Two Governors. I see you had a poster up for us. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I see the poster over there on the other side. Yeah, of the in road. fact, I tried to preserve it in case you guys wanted it Appreciate back. it. The, the guy whose face is on that poster would love for me to walk over to the theater and say, hey, I have another poster with your face on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, those were this last season. Um actually haven't been on stage in a full production at iPal since pre-COVID. Uh, I was in Music Man playing uh, Marcellus. Uh, but in the last few years, I've been mostly on the directorial side. Um, we had a performance last week in a Broadway backwards where it was just kind of like gender bending, um, guys singing gal roles. Um, <laughs> so I was in that last weekend for like a couple songs. It's like Luke Combs singing Fast Car. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I listen to it, I think it's a great version, don't get me wrong, but uh, he sings it uh, sort of like a woman. You know, uh, which I, I get a kick out of. That that takes some talent. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. But anyway, getting back to that. So, yeah, yeah, like I said, uh, the last few years I've mostly been in the directorial chair. Um, I also direct uh, around Acadiana. I've directed um, at New Iberia Senior High when I used to teach there. I directed some plays. I directed at the Tesh Theater in Franklin. I d- still direct often at Abbey Players in Abbeville. So uh, I like to get as much theater as I can. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, excited about the new season. Tell us about it. Yes, sir. We have a really uh, hard-hitting season this year. Uh, you know, whenever I first got involved in IPAL, we would do one musical a year. And the actors, a lot of them would say, you know, we want to do more. And the board was always concerned that people would get tired out because plays are grueling, but musicals are even more so, exponentially, in my opinion. Um, this year, we have four musicals out of our five shows. Wow. And I think the audience is going to be excited to hear that. Um, I think the performers are going to be excited for that as well. Um, so, yeah, we've got five shows. Our opening show is SpongeBob the Musical. Um, it is not a kid's production. It is, uh, <laughs> it is I mean, I know it's out, I know. But um, this is actually a musical. It was on Broadway a few years ago, and it was um, composed by various popular artists, like Plain White Tees and um, like John Legend uh, composed one of the songs. So it it's sounds like the music you'd be hearing on the radio. It's just set to a storyline of what you're used to from a kid's show. However, it's um, cast with almost completely adults. And, yes, the kids will come and enjoy it, but I think the, uh, the adults will as well. Um, SpongeBob, you know, lives under the sea with his friends, and there's a volcano that's about to erupt. They have to figure out how to, uh, how to save the town. So they are already deep into rehearsals. They'll be opening uh, in early September. That's our first show of the season. There you go. And, and again, uh, that timeline points out the dedication and work that goes into it. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So High School Musical hasn't even opened yet, and SpongeBob is already rehearsing. So we have some overlap. Man, it'd be great if we had some extra rehearsal space. But, uh, you know, we're a team. We work together. We, uh, we look at each other's schedules, say, okay, High School Musical is rehearsing at this time, so they'll be out by this time, and then SpongeBob can come on in. Um, it's a big operation getting all this done at the same time. Yeah, no doubt. We'll, we'll talk about volunteers and things like that uh, at some point, but uh, continue on with the uh, season. Sure. So secondly, after that, we have uh, a show called Next to Normal. And it's also a musical. It's a small cast show. Um, it is. It, it talks about mental health. So th- there's this woman, the main character. She has some mental health issues, and I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but um, it's a very touching show, a very heavy show. Uh, you know, usually you see a musical, and it's like, yeah, singing and dancing and clapping and excitement, but um, this is definitely a drama. It's her mental illness and her family's um, reaction to that and how she copes and how they treat her and um, kind of opening, shining a light on the stigma of mental illness and uh, maybe how you can help those around you who may be struggling with something like that. And that's going to be opening uh, after SpongeBob. So SpongeBob is uh, September 1st opening. Next to Normal opens October 20th. Very good. So tell us uh, about the next one. Right. So at Christmas time, we're doing Nonsense 2. 
a couple years ago we did Nonsense, so uh, it's a comedic musical about um, singing, dancing nuns, uh, <laughs> kind of breaking the fourth wall, some audience interaction. So this is the sequel to that. So if anybody saw Nonsense, the first one, um, you'll enjoy this one. If you didn't see the first one, that's okay. Um, you can still completely understand what's going on. So just hilarity, <clears throat> maybe a couple of jokes at the expense of the Catholic Church, but all in good fun. We had plenty of Catholics come to Nonsense One, and, and they loved uh, you know, good tongue-in-cheek comedy uh, regarding religion. Who doesn't? There you go. Yeah. You know, a little self-deprecating humor, exactly. you know? Uh, exactly. you, you gotta like that. So what's uh, next, then? Uh, next is Catch Me If You Can. That is our kind of our <clears throat> flagship show with our live orchestra come spring. Uh, that is March of next year, uh, directed by yours truly. So Catch Me If You Can, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have seen the movie with Leo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. It's based on a quote-unquote true story, which may or may not actually be fully true. Mm-hmm. Frank Abagnale, this guy in the 60s, he was a teenager who ran away from home. He was really... Um, He was good-looking, and he had style, and he had charisma, and so he faked his way into millions of dollars. He wrote uh, fake checks. He spent time as an airline pilot and a lawyer and a doctor, although he hadn't even graduated high school yet. Um, And, you know, it's just kind of talking about his story. I say, quote-unquote, a true story because, you know, after all this fame came out about this guy and he wrote a book and then a movie, people started investigating, and uh, it doesn't look like a lot of it actually happened, but it's fun to uh, believe that potentially it could have happened. Gotcha. So, again, that will run about when? Uh, that's March of next year. Okay. Uh, March 2020. How is that a musical? How is that a musical? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, so, it's, it's a framing tale. So, actually, there's no spoilers in saying that he gets arrested at the end because within the first, like, two or three minutes of the show, he gets arrested. It starts at the end. And then he's a con man, right? That's his whole persona. So, he convinces the cop in this version. It's like, hey, let me at least plead my case for you and tell you my story. And he tells it as a musical. And so he's, like, pulling people in to play his mom and his dad and tell the story, essentially. Gotcha. Yeah. So after that... Uh, and then we close out our season with the play that goes wrong. Uh, that's going to be opening in June. So that is our only play of the season. The rest are musicals. The play that goes wrong, as the title says, um, it's about... It's a play within a play. So the the actors, the quote-unquote actors, are playing other actors trying to put on a play Uh called The Murder of ha- the Haversham Manor. So if you're just watching it as a play, you're watching a dramatic murder mystery that is not a comedy. However, things go wrong. People forget their lines. People get knocked out. The set falls down, etc., etc. And just hilarity ensues. If anybody listening saw Noises Off, which we did a few years ago, a similar concept directed by the same director, actually, Donna Bayard. Very funny show. It's got a lot of... Um, like uh, TikTok and on social media, clips from that show on Broadway have gotten very popular. They have done lots of different versions of it with different uh, plays within the play. It's going to be hilarious. Um, I'm definitely, I, I'm going to audition for that one. That's going to be the first time I audition for a show at IPAL in many years. So, um, fantastic season. Our season tickets are available right now, um, ipaltheater.com. Uh, if you buy a season ticket, you'll save money compared to if you just bought each of the tickets individually. And the season ticket holders will get to pick their seats ahead of time. So uh, are, are all seats reserved or most of them are reserved? Yes. Yeah, so actually this year, that's something new we're doing. We're going with the new ticketing system. And all of our seats, starting with SpongeBob moving forward, are going to be reserved seats. Um, season ticket holders get to pick that with the only competition being other season ticket holders. And then once we open it up to the Internet, you know, anybody can buy any seat. So if you want a specific seat, you want to get your season tickets. There you go, ipaltheater.com, and uh, any other ticket agencies? Uh, uh, no, we're, we're fully online now, okay. as of this year. Gotcha. And uh, any other benefits to being a season ticket holder? Um, like I said, you get first pick not just of your seats, but of your days. You know, if one day were to be selling out, something like that, um, 
it's not going to sell out before the season tickets get it um, because we have more seats than season ticket holders. So you'll be able to pick your date, no problem. All right, uh, volunteers and other uh, donations uh, welcomed, I guess. Yes, sir. So uh, I'll talk about donations first. So we do have our membership drive going on right now, um, coinciding with our season ticket drive. Basically, uh, members are the backbone of our theater, people who are willing to donate money. Uh, There's different donation levels, and you get mentioned in the program. You get our newsletter, uh, different perks like that. Membership you can also do online alongside season tickets, ipaltheater.com under tickets, or you can uh, mail it in uh, to our to our theater if you prefer via check. Um, in terms of volunteers, we could always use tons of help, even if you're not wanting to be on the stage behind the scenes. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're crafty and want to help us make props, or if you're a handyman and you can build sets, or if you like to paint and you want to come, uh, you know, paint the backdrops or costumes, or if you want to move a spotlight around or just move a s- set pieces during the show. Any skill level from zero to 100 we can use. Just reach out. You can shoot us an email, an email ipaltheater at gmail.com, or talk to one of the board members that you may know, or reach out on social media. Um, we also have a volunteer sign-up on our website. Lots of ways to get involved. Real good. A- anything else? Uh, how's the uh, state of the building these days? Well, um, it is an old building. So 1937, the s Theater opened up as a movie theater. So we're getting close to a century being uh, it being around. We've definitely had some, some issues here and there. Our, our roof was leaking um, even up to a few, a few months ago, we were able to patch that. It is good. There's no leak if you come. However, eventually we are going to have to replace that whole roof, and it's like a double roof. I don't fully understand it, and that's going to be very, very pricey. So we definitely, if people are out there wanting to sponsor something via membership, that's a good idea. Our AC unit was a huge expense that went out last year. To, um, to be able to cool that whole building requires certain machinery that is very, very expensive. Uh, last summer, our kids, poor things, during the youth musical. They I seem uh, to remember that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was as hot as it is now, and they were in a building singing and dancing hours a day every day. Um, so, yeah, last summer was rough, but we have our new AC unit. It works well. Sometimes our patrons say it works too well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, we like to keep the performers cool on stage. They have all the stage lights heating them up. Um, we're actually talking about seeing if we can reroute some of the air to put more of it on the stage and less of it on the audience yeah, yeah. so that we can keep our performers cool and not freeze out our, our audience. But, yeah, um, it's working a lot better than not at all like last summer. There you go. And I, I know uh, you guys have done lobby improvements and those kind of things as well. I, I would imagine always uh, something uh, you can be doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just a couple years ago, we, uh, we revamped our marquee to that classic yeah. Art Deco style. It's nice with all the – it's not um, – uh, what's the like fluorescent lighting all those things you know it, it, it lights up iberia street at night uh same thing with our lobby and our auditorium we repainted a few years back we have our murals there kind of like classic cinema themed our backstage our green room during covid because we didn't have any cast that could go back there work we uh, we we renovated our green room so our our cast can be comfortable back there um we're working on our lighting system we have got some moving lights a new soundboard um looking to continue upgrading our lighting system we're also wanting to up, um, upgrade our seating um, it's just you know one thing at a time we're a nonprofit organization we do what we can so uh, lighting and seating are probably our next two major projects that we'll be working on very good anything else uh, you want to offer up uh, regarding ipal not offhand i think we hit a lot of those topics just grab your season tickets and memberships and come out and see high school musical and, and again that's not a part of the season ticket package correct we'll, we'll remind folks about that good point but still worth uh, checking it out yes sir Support so those kids uh, two days from now friday it'll be opening up and yeah this is really the future of our theater um me uh, i got started in in those youth productions the director of the current 
youth production got started there. A lot of our board members did. Um, so if you want iPal to be around for a long time like we do, um, got to support these kids because we won't be around forever. There you go. Mitch, appreciate you coming by today. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And I appreciate, I appreciate Charlie uh, hooking it up. Uh, we'll look forward to the next time. Yes, sir. Sounds good.